The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today, let's talk about, well, what we're feeling, where we are in this, and sustainability. I woke up this morning and I thought, hmm, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. This is, you know, trying to just balance. And I was thinking, this just isn't sustainable. And then I thought, wait a minute, what is sustaining anyway? The moment is always changing. The moment is always shifting. So you're right here. You're right here. H-E-R-E, you're right here. And if we can shift just a little bit to relax into it, we can be right here right now and we can expand the here and now to hear, H-E-A-R, to hear our loved ones who are out there, but also hear what's going on inside us. What is going on inside you? It feels as if, for so many of us, it's not sustainable. The amount of emotion, the grief we feel, the things that are going through us. I remember Elie Wiesel, I was lucky enough to, to study with him, and he would talk about the dark night of the soul, going into that place where you're up all night and you're really questioning and you're looking up and you're saying, yeah, well, hey, what gives? What's, what's going on here? And I'm thinking about the inevitability of morning coming and thinking about when, when somebody we love has passed, thinking about the resolution. How are we going to? Of course, we miss them. Of course, we do. And if we're lucky enough to not have issues that haven't been worked out yet, things that we're worried about. Maybe there was a fight beforehand. Maybe some of the behavior wasn't as stellar as you would have liked it for them, for you. And you're sitting in it now saying, what do I do? How, how, what do I do? I'm carrying this. Do you want to put it down? If you want to put it down, it could make life easier in terms of making space for the good thoughts not just the good thoughts and the memories, but also making space for the newer relationship. And it might be hard to put down. It could be a way of holding on to the person and needing, absolutely needing to hold on to whatever angst with the hope of sorting it out. It feels maybe for a lot of people that you're in that space and stepping outside of it 
would be losing that person yet again. It, it might be angst, it might be anger, it might be whatever it is, but it, you're, it's yours, and it's theirs, and, and you might be sharing it. How can we shift that? Well, first, let's decide to just start to feel better. Maybe that feels impossible, but let's go on this ride and see. Let's do a little protection first. Take a deep breath. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. So there are a lot of people here clamoring to talk about their stories because they're aligning with the people who will be listening to this or can get the messages across to their loved ones. And it's interesting because here on the physical plane, energy sometimes feels stagnant. We can carry grudges. We can be upset about something. It can last a long time. We can create a narration or build a new one around whatever the wound is. We can not understand what other people are doing and try to put ourselves in their shoes, and maybe that's impossible some of the time. But we're all looking for peace, more peace. And again, sometimes that isn't what needs to be done. Sometimes we need to be stirring the pot of our emotion. But think about how we ask of our loved ones out there to rest in peace. And we've talked about that before because that's acknowledging that they're out there. Remember, we talked about that. We're asking them to rest, which means that, you know, rest is still, you know, an action an action-oriented thing to do, even though it's resting. A um, little bit of an oxymoron there. But well, how about us? How can we rest? How can we put down the swords or whatever was going on, maybe if it was a troubled relationship especially? Maybe, and I, there are a couple of kids here talking about that their parents had to do the tough love thing or felt they needed to do that that maybe they were given boundaries because of their ex what was perceived as <laughs> they're laughing and saying alleged, alleged excesses and behaviors. And of course, there are those people, kids and older, who might be out there and a little daring and precarious and not taking care of themselves. And so many ways that we would feel if we were just able to intercept, able to where do we go with all of that emotion? Well, first of all, one thing that comes in constantly from channeling is intention matters. So if you did the tough love thing, you tried to set a boundary with the intention of helping a loved one, and now maybe they're out of body and your stomach is churning because during that time, whatever hugs, and maybe if you did this or you did that, you need to really know that over and over and over, it is brought to our attention that what our intention is, is really what they're looking at when they're out there. And so we really are allowed a space to forgive ourselves if we can look and see that, again, we were trying to do the best we could in a situation where we might not have had the rule books or whatever rule book we thought we had basically got tossed out the window, and we're navigating new emotional places that we don't know how to do. It's good to allow ourselves forgiveness with this. And so importantly, if we can extend that to ourselves, our out-of-body loved ones ask us to extend it to them. Or <laughs> the other way around, let's flip the hourglass. If you find it easy to forgive them, maybe they weren't in their right mind. Maybe you can see it from their point of view. 
they want us to relax in terms of our angst. You know, a lot of, as they say, a lot of you know what goes down and you know what helps the flowers grow. And then when somebody goes out of body, it feels as if the conversation is over. It feels as if, I remember when I was a kid, you know, reaching those, you know, reading those classics. I loved all the classics, but the, the minute a hero or heroine would die, or they're like, why, why am I reading this? Their narration is done. And of course, then I integrated it into my reality. And I thought, no, 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 it isn't done. They're out there and they're watching. They're watching what's going on. So all the other characters, whatever's happening, the out-of-body person is still part of the narration. It's interesting. I, I don't know if a lot of people look at it that way or if the author intended it that way, but I guess that's a result of hearing voices. Um, it's, it's interesting because what I've learned is sometimes as hard as it is to resolve something here, and it can be tough and it can be tricky because we hope, of course, that other people will engage on the level of compassionate expansion and hearing out the other person. And, and it might not always work out that way. And maybe some of these are the relationships that now the loved one or the um, challenging one may be out of body. And here we sit with everything we feel. And then we go back to the dark night of the soul. What happens when we're pouring over, when we're expanding and we're trying to learn and just feel? It's, it's an amazing thing because if we give ourselves the opportunity to feel, really feel what's going on for us, I'm told to tell you, and this is channeled, that it's, it's the pain of the perception of losing the opportunity with someone we love for resolution and seeing things eye to eye. It's interesting in channeling how they want to tell us about the eye to eye thing so often Usually, it's, you know, the closer the relationship, sometimes the out-of-body person will reassure the loved one that you can feel me with you, you, can, you know I've got your back. But, you know, we, we tend to have these relationships where we could just catch a glimpse of a loved one across the room and nothing needs to be said and nothing needs to move in the face to give anything away, but we know how to read each other and we feel known. We feel known. And to have a person we share that with go out of body, what a harsh thing because we're, we're, we're needing that reflection. We're desperately wanting to look up and get that reflection of who we are and what we're feeling and being known in that moment. I remember a woman whose husband had gone out of body after being together for so many years, and she said, I feel like I'm untethered. So often, of course, that makes sense. It, it's that camaraderie that that anchors us and brings us joy and, and enables us sometimes to move forward within the conflicts of our life, you know, that shared camaraderie, that being on the same page. And so if the person who's out of body might have helped you the most with whatever you're going through, they still do that. So often they talk about all you have to do is look up and you know I've got your eye, I've got your back. Or if you need to close your eyes and just say, yep, we got this, they are literally here with us in that way, camaraderie-wise, every day that we want it. Again, they're not peeping palms. We get to decide. It isn't like they're, you know, crawling around trying to take care of our lives. The whole recipe for this is the more expansion into the physical plane, expansion into the joy and sweetness of life, the more we're allowed the communication. So what happens when we're sitting with this angst? Well, 
here's here's how they talk about it out there. They go out of body and they're looking at the life review and they're feeling that angst too. And they're going over what they did. And, you know, maybe somebody, you know, we all inadvertently do all kinds of things and hurt each other. Sometimes we're bumper cars. Maybe there was somebody in your life who is or has gone out of body now who, while in the physical, was combative, um, not not their own best friend, more their own worst enemy in some ways. And again, who are we to judge? But we see some destructive behavior and we feel if we could only, if they could only. And there are so many factors of this and there are so many ways that we don't have control. We can contribute. We can do our best. And sometimes it works beautifully and sometimes it doesn't because the soul we love has something going on and they're caught up in in what's happening. And we talk about, you know, sometimes especially for some souls caught in a moment that they can't get out of, or other ways of going out of body, leaving unresolved things. How would we best want to treat our out-of-body loved one who felt that way, that there's something unresolved, even if it's angsty, even if it's challenging? Do we have it in us? And if we do, that's fine. If not, that's okay too. But would you wrap your arms around them and say, you know, let's try and figure this out? It doesn't absolve everything. Oh, no, it doesn't. We're accountable. We're accountable, and and we watch that life review. And I can guarantee you from what I've learned from a, a lot of channeling is usually, for most, people are looking at their life review, and they're so upset. They're looking at themselves. And who is that stranger? Why didn't I hug? Why didn't I? Or why did I make that choice? Or why did I walk away when all she, you know, he was crying and needed a hug? Why, 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 why? Because we're conditioned, we're trained, we're taught. It's shameful sometimes to have emotion. It's, it's embarrassing. It might be taken the way, wrong way. It might be weakness. There are so many reasons. But here you sit right now. And if you're listening to this, you're expanding and choosing to and reaching out for things that will help expand you. And you're sitting here right now and have the opportunity to expand and feel a peacefulness because the collaboration of what's going on with our loved ones out of body and us is quite a parallel. They're looking at their life review and they might be, (laughs) one, one guy just yelled, we're sobbing out here. And no, heaven is heaven. It isn't like there's, you know, do they suffer out there? They are very tied into our emotions and want to help us. But do they suffer the way we do? No, they don't. Because whenever somebody asks, you know, do you miss me the way I miss you? They say, no, no, I'm sitting on the couch. I miss our physicality, our dynamic. But I know some things for sure being out here is that it doesn't end. Whatever isn't resolved will have the opportunity. And if we can do it now, great. But if it doesn't happen, I know you exist. And people always report they want people to have a nice long life and learn and expand. But they know we're coming home and we'll have the opportunity. And sometimes there's a bunch of them out there right now saying, we need the time. Don't rush yourselves out here. We need the time to expand and understand and heal. And what our loved ones want for us is for them to find, you know, for them to be able to find us expanding here, not so much with the need to chase after them. And, you know, I've read for people who have done that. They, and, and they've chased somebody they love out there. 
And the first thing that happens out there is, why did you go against your own breath if it was their sole commitment to go when they went? And, you know, who are we to figure that out at this point? And, you know, but why would you cut short the learning curve that you have? And yes, you could love them, but our, our interactions with each other, the soul aligns with the divine whole, that it will make us expand and feel better, not worse. And yet, what do we do with our grief? What do we do with that when it feels so heavy that it feels impossible to take a breath? What happens when it feels so heavy that it's impacted and you can't even cry or you're all cried out? What happens then? We talked about, when we talked about gratitude, understanding that our loved ones have the opportunity to expand and learn, continue relationships, be giddy with love and fun and play with the animals. There's all of that going on. We don't have to worry about that. If they have that opportunity, wouldn't we want that for them to expand and not sit with their head in their hands going over every little thing they did? Well, we can't control that because they might do that. They are offered that life review, and they can get very distraught and upset looking at how sometimes, even in the best of us, our souls don't match up with the intention. Our intended love, what we want, doesn't come across because we're caught up in the patterning of whatever we did and, and whatever fear and whatever control and all those things that, frankly, we came in to learn so that we could discern who we are and have our, lo our love and our intention part the curtain to make the connection. So right now, take a breath. And if you cry, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. If you laugh, that's fine. But picture in your heart, take a breath and know that you're so well protected. You're parting the curtain. And you're recognizing that your loved one out there has quite the same intention more often than not than you. And maybe this doesn't fit you and that's okay. Maybe go on the ride anyway and see where it connects. And just feel the expansion and love of the people around you. Allow the shoulder blades to drop back and the heart to open up. And feel safe. What does this mean, feeling safe? Maybe since the loved one that you're focusing on right now, since they went out of body, maybe you don't feel safe. Maybe the physical world doesn't feel safe at all. Maybe you're mad that the world is turning. Maybe you can't tolerate that the sun rose or that the, the world turned to have the rising. And that's very real because your life as it's been, your connection, the rug's been pulled out from under you if somebody goes out of body. And if you out in the idea that things needed to be resolved, needed to be healed. Maybe you had things to say. Maybe they did too. And maybe while the person was still in body, you weren't in that place of understanding that you're in now. If any of this resonates with you, you are doing the collaborative work. Collaborative work. I'm sorry, they talk so fast that I, you know, I'll tell you, malaprop was my favorite word since I was a kid and I do it often, so bear with me because it comes in pretty fast sometimes. When we're aligned to examine and understand how we stirred the pot, how we didn't, let's look behind it, behind the hurt, 
and more, even more so, maybe behind the fear we had on our loved one's behalf, maybe whatever behavior, if there's an illness or whatever is going on. Sometimes our emotions become so feelingly convoluted. And what do they mean by this? There's everything you're feeling. There's no emotions as somebody goes out of body. But then there's the instinct and picking up and the knowing. You're aligning your soul growth in the darkest time. In that dark night of the soul, where the circumstances are so hard, and you're in that night, and mourning is something that maybe he feel has no right to come. When you're in that space, and maybe you're in that now, take a breath, because the light does come. This feeling you're having, you know it's not sustainable. We can't be in this all the time, but we're always shifting. We shift on the breath. Take a breath. And understand and allow yourself to know that the extent of the pain you're in usually correlates with the love that we have for the person. And maybe even the compassion and love we have for ourselves because it's so hard to move forward without that person with us in body. We need to be kind to ourselves as well as each other. But here's the thing, when we align what we're going through to what our loved one is going through, we're going to find, you know, a whole sheet of check marks that we can say, wow, wow, we're going through something similar and we can rely on each other and know that we're collaborating for the highest good for each other, but also to hold up a mirror so that we can feel and, and see ourselves clearly. What do you do when the pain is just too great? Take a breath. And know that you only have to be in one moment at a time. You might look forward and say, you know, I have this many years ahead of me. I have, I have to do this. I have to do that. How am I going to? How am I going to? Let your breath take you right back to where you are now and what you're feeling now. The pain of the past, things that might not have been resolved, let yourself feel them, feel them in your gut, feel them in your shoulders. I mean, you know, we can push them aside, but they're there. And if they're not, if things have been resolved, then lovely. It's interesting. The channeling that I'm directed to do, and I, I, as I've always said, I don't go in order. And the ones that um, I'm told to do sooner than later are the ones where the out-of-body person is chomping at the bit to get through to their loved one here on the physical plane, what they've learned, how they've resolved, and how they've taken responsibility. Even people you think couldn't at all. When you're outside of the hormones, the ego, the fear, and, and we, again, the childhood things that we don't even remember, and remember to take a breath because some might come up. Take a breath and let yourself relax. But when you think about, you know, the slights of childhood and, and what happens to us and how we tough it up and we suck it in and we move forward and we line up and show up, and it's hard. Sometimes we just stuff away that emotion. And maybe if we had angst with the people who are taking care of us and maybe they're the ones out of body that we wish they had been a little more gentle and a little more kind. 
and maybe we've picked up their patterns and we're very kind and gentle, but sometimes it doesn't come out of us that quickly because we'll have knee-jerk reactions. We'll become what we don't want to become. And the sweetness of that is that we get to carry a pattern until we can heal it. If we recognize it in ourselves, we can dissolve it. We can allow it to go. It wasn't our intention. And we can recognize that the intention of the loved one that perpetuated the pattern, they're learning about it too. They're watching the life review with their parents or whoever was taking care of them and laying down the law and how they had to be. And sometimes it didn't fit them at all. And it squashed their spirit and their gut instinct. And sometimes, you know, during wartime or if somebody is toxic, if there's something going on, like a loss in the family, you might have grown up without having an honest interpretation or reflection of the truth of your sweet soul. You bring a cookie or, or um, a flower to somebody, and they're distracted and they can't reflect back the sweetness of your intention. And so we all become somewhat convoluted trying to, you know, suck it up and do and watch. And what happens is, especially if there's grief in the house or something else going on, kids will watch and they'll align themselves and figure out when it's safe, when to lay low, when to duck and cover. And we all do it. To some extent, depending on our circumstances, the more extreme the circumstance, the more extreme the revelation as the loved one, and they're loved because you wouldn't have taken it in that way. And if it was an abuse, as opposed to love, there can still be resolution, of course. It's interesting because in both of those situations, whether it was conscious abuse or inadvertent pattern repetition, we can release ourselves. Take a deep breath and notice what's going on in your gut. And notice if there's resistance in the mind. Maybe you are so justified in feeling what you feel. Maybe you are. And maybe you can allow that to heal part of you. But holding on to it in an obstinate way without allowing yourself to melt down is hindering you more than the person out of body. Because although they want us desperately so much for us to be on the same page and know that they're doing their work, and again, this is for most of us, they're doing it whether or not we can align with it. They're looking at that life review. They can basically duck and cover and refuse to do it. Nobody's going to force them. But they sprinkle fairy dust. They sprinkle you know, they're smart out there. Oh, my God, when they talk about it, when they're channeling in, oh, they're clever out here and they're tricky. When somebody feels angst and shame and just doesn't want to look at that life review because, oh, my God, what if it gets worse? You know, and this is a kind-hearted person who maybe is just seeing something. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that it's going to happen, that we're going to see things that we wish we had done better. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy 
happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just like us, our out-of-body loved ones are out there wanting to make it better, even if examining the past is scary and angst-filled and we just want to beat each, beat each other up and ourselves up over it. And it's, it's inevitable that we want to make it better. Doesn't it sound a little bit like what we might be going through when we are no longer able to deal with the person in body? You know, when somebody is in body, there's always time. There's always the hope that we can make it better, that we can resolve this. So like I was saying before, the people who are clamoring to get through, I, it's, I end up calling back and channeling for the people whose loved ones are the most desperate because, back to what they do out there, we're watching the life review, and if we shy away and if we back up, they're tricky. And they say, you know, if you do this, if you do this work, you'll be able to help your loved ones. You'll be able to cut through these patterns and you'll be able to literally help them break the patterns that you've perpetuated. And why is this so? Because for most of us, those patterns are perpetuated unwittingly, unknowingly. And sometimes we look in the mirror and go, oh my God, I've become them. Or we hear the voice of the words coming out of our mouths that might not be our belief, but we were taught that. Let's be kind to ourselves as we unravel this such such an interesting and beautiful package that is us with everything that was put into us from the very beginning. Let's unravel it along with our loved ones who are out of body, who quite frankly are doing the same. And they're doing it with <laughs> trepidation and maybe a little bit of fear. And again, well, I thought heaven was heaven. They're okay. Yes, they are okay. Because heaven is knowing that it doesn't end and that we're not stuck, and that it will be resolved. But then you're hanging out in heaven. From what I hear, it's like, well, we're hanging out here. Why not get it done now? And so they want to do their work over and over and over again. I hear how they want to do it so that they can stop the pattern of angst, and if you're feeling any negativity, if things aren't resolved, they're looking to do that with you. If we want to do it along with them, the opportunity is here. Feel your feet on the floor, or if you're lying down, just feel the energy of your feet and the groundedness of it. Notice, it almost feels like an, an umbilical cord, a, a life cord, right from the top of your head, going right to divine consciousness, to your own higher strength and knowingness. Your soul knows so much. And your soul also knows that it's uncomfortable when it's not at ease and when it's not feeling peaceful. Well, we come here to this world to have, you know, not that we want conflict, 
but to have situations where we can figure out what it is we want to do, who it is we want to be. Free will, we have that free will. And so we don't want to negate what might have happened. But if we allow ourselves gently to examine it, our part in it, their part in it, and really allow ourselves our intention and understand that intention and if some of the behavior went beyond that and you feel it wasn't your intention and the things were said or things were done, even if you feel like what might have gone down might have hastened the transition of the person you love, you're never hitting a complete wall. It could feel that way emotionally. This is channeled. I don't know enough to say these things. This is channeled, but what I know as I'm channeling it is that I've, I've channeled for individuals over and over and over, and they repeat the same patterns. Nobody wants to be stuck in a moment they can't get out of. Most of us have been taught to repress things and carry them around with us a whole life. A lot of older people are choosing on a soul level to go down the path of dementia, Alzheimer's, so that they can realign with their own truth and intention because they've been trained so far out of it. Usually, these are people who have been in wartime and have had severe trauma. But the path is always there for expansion. The path is always there because it's divine love. And whatever became of the dynamic with your loved ones, wherever it went, and whether you have shame about it or delight in it or anything in between, the opportunity is there to allow, if you need it, that dark night of the soul, that angst. And grieving, absolutely, absolutely, a great purge like that can be so helpful. But they want us to know out there that we don't need to carry it, those feelings, forever. We don't need to carry those feelings or unresolved issues until we ourselves pass to absolve them, understand them, hang them out to dry, air them out. You don't have to go out of body to do it. You don't have to hasten wanting to go out of body to do it, even though grief can sometimes have you feel like you're not comfortable here. But they want us to know with with everything they can put out, that if we allow ourselves some expansion, some connection here on the physical plane, allowing ourselves to connect with those high vibration things, the sunrise, the sunset, the kitties, the doggies, the children playing, just open the window, hear some birdies, and if all you got is traffic, try and hear if you can hear, you know, listen, listen if you can hear some children playing or something else that will bring you joy. Open up your ears, your heart, your windows, your doors to allow enough to sustain you so that you'll want to continue to take your breath. Because that breath is magnificent, and it's the connection here with your consciousness and to your soul right here in your physical body. And what you're doing is, if you allow, and it's happening, aligning yourself with the loved one for healing, for resolution, 
it might not be what you picture over the phone or, you know, with COVID over Zoom or in person, and we might not get the ranting and raving that we might have thought we needed to resolve an issue. But we have a lot available to us, and it need not wait. And they want us to know that if they they could just align with us and give us some direction, it would be notice your pain, feel whatever it is, acknowledge it, take responsibility that, you know, you can, you, you don't need to push it away or stuff it down into your body. And if there are unresolved things and you've had the panic of, oh, well, now that's over, I can't, now we can't ever, now we can't, we have been conditioned that way and it can break our hearts. And we're conditioned that way because we can't do it the way we thought here on the physical plane. But there is another way. Yes, there is another way. Wanting it, asking for help with it, even if you don't know where the help is coming from, from your higher self, from divine consciousness, from wherever you feel connected spiritually from the, to the loved one themselves. Aligning the intention and asking for resolution, even when you're so darn mad and upset that you can't breathe, is opening the door a crack for some light to get in. You don't need to judge yourself for your pain. And you really can't know that a bunch of people out there are laughing and saying, and, and they're not laughing because it's funny. It's ironic. They're, they're, they're saying it's okay to be angry at us. Maybe you told us not to go. Maybe one kid said you told me not to drink again. You know, maybe we told them, maybe we, in quotes, knew better. Maybe we couldn't stop. Maybe we're on the outs when, when it happened. We never really got to say how we feel. If we make that decision that we're going to carry it our whole lives, it's an illusion that will pain us until the end of our days. And when we're out there again and, you know, I'm old enough, that I channel four people and then I channel them. And they say, you know, if I, if I knew, if I really knew, I wouldn't have been in so much pain all along. One of the best analogies someone came up with, they, they said it felt like, you know, the parents were saying, it's like we went to the vacation house on Thursday, we're getting it ready, you can't come till Saturday or Sunday. You have a lot to do. It matters to us what you do. You don't cut short your growth to get to the vacation house. And I know it's a crazy analogy. But the thing is, what we do matters. If we decide we're going to hang up our hat and not resolve anything with our loved one just because they're out of body, oh, how heavy for us, how treacherous for us, and also how it takes up so much room where we could be carefree and lighter-hearted and how it would color all of our relationship, because how can it not? We don't want to torture ourselves that way, and our loved ones don't want us to do it either. And they say that sometimes they torture themselves by resisting the life review and feeling self-punishing. I don't know about you, I heard a whole lot about God will punish you. And, and whatever new disease or car accident, which I'm, I'm quite famous for both of those these days, oh, what did I do wrong now? No, 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 no. I, I really have come to understand and believe that the challenges we take on are to allow the, whatever vulnerability to move us forward. And if that's not true, I'm going to look at it that way like a Pollyanna and eke out what I can learn from it. 
because my heart wants it doesn't mean I don't cry. So they just had me put that in there as a little aside because everybody wants to be lifted up. Everybody wants to be happier. Everybody wants to, even if you're mad, God, what would you do to hug? And when you just stop and say, you look up and go, yeah, I'm plenty mad. Yeah, I'm going to pound the table and I feel like I could put my head through a wall. Yeah, my stomach is churning. Yeah, my heart hurts. But underneath all of that is the kernel that drives all of that. And that's the love and desire for healing and for things to be better. You're not contingent on anything or anyone. It is pretty safe to say, from what I've heard out there, that your loved one is doing whatever, even though with the toughest circumstances, doing what they need to do, even if they're in a rehab setting where they really feel they need to buckle down and get it because it was so ingrained. We're the ones who are self-punishing when we see that we didn't act in the way that aligns with our soul's purpose and desire. Out there we get help. So let's use the time wisely while we're here. Let's not chase after them. We don't get to hang out and party. We have to do our work to see why, why we did what we did. And again, if you need help in that way, reach out, hug, connect, get all the help you need. There's a lot of help out there. Right now, make it your resolution to have resolution. Even if you're not able or willing or in a place where you need to or feel the desire to hold it out to the loved one, you see, maybe that's your impetus for doing it, and maybe you can't do it at all. There's no right way. But when you look at allowing yourself to let go of that pain, that weird feeling that quenches the heart, the weird taste in your mouth that travels up all the different ways, the knee-jerk reaction, the punch in the stomach because it didn't get fixed. Let's gift ourselves with not having to carry it and lay it down. And you will be amazed, amazed. Somehow, some way, your loved ones will let you know, as you let them know, that we're working together to have resolution, to let go of the pain, to understand each other, even if things feel like they're insurmountable. The soul is always wanting that goodness and wanting to connect, and sometimes we forget how to do it, and sometimes we get all they're laughing out there. We get all self-righteous and caught up in our minds and perpetuating patterns and thoughts that aren't really ours, but we've been taught and we think we resonate with them and maybe we don't. Let's give our loved ones leeway out there as we give our ourselves leeway here. Take a deep breath and allow the pain to go down through the feet, down into the earth where it's absorbed and turned into sparkling expansion. Don't forget all the you-know-what you're letting go of, you know. Remember what feeds the flowers. Your head is connected. Your loved ones are surrounding you. Yes, they are. Whenever you invite them, whenever you invite them, and you know what, even when you don't, they're not invasive, they're not doing anything you don't want them to do. And maybe they're standing on ceremony. Sometimes they won't come in full blast until you look up and say, okay, 
okay, I'm ready now. You can go at your own pace, but you don't need to suffer over the issues that can be resolved even as you grieve, even as you're in so much pain. Because some of that pain is inevitable because someone we love went out of body and we're living in the physical world. But the angst and pain we carry because of something that happened in the relationship that we feel can't be resolved, you're doing it now just by bringing peace to your own heart, allowing yourself to relax into whatever you're feeling. Don't tell yourself whether it's right or wrong. You feel it, that's enough. And that's already the invitation to your healing. That's already the invitation. Your loved ones are aligned with you doing the same thing. Going over it, wanting to know how to do better. And sometimes all we need to know is though they're past their present and we're walking the walk together, hand in hand, in body, out of body, that's okay. But we're resolving, we're healing together. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.